What is going on, peeps? Welcome to episode 70 of the Fretzelmania podcast, Sin City Smackdown, taking place from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. We are three days away from Judgment Day 02, and we have Triple H calling out Chris Jericho ahead of their Hell in the Cell match at the pay-per-view. Tajiri defends the Cruiserweight Championship against the Hurricane and Billy Kidman in a triple threat match. Reverend Devon goes up against Maven and so, so much more, folks. This is going to be an interesting one. Stay tuned. I really wanted to play the rest of that entrance theme because it goes on for about another minute after that. But it would stretch out my intro more than it already has. What's going on, everybody? I am Mr. Fretz. This is Fretzelmania, my somewhat chronological review. Thank you, OSW Review. Of SmackDown from 2002. This time we are... Not live from the Molson Center in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. On May 16th, 2002. Three days away from Judgment Day 02. And I have a very special guest lined up for this review. Hopefully this time our plans actually work out. Knock on wood. It'll be a couple of days after that I'm recording this one. There's going to be a very special guest lined up for that show, and I will announce who that is at the end. You're just going to have to wait and find out. So, Montreal. It's a lovely city. It's it's gorgeous. I only visited there once about, was it 12? Holy shit, it was 12 years ago now as part of my... Uh, my internship at an old church, but that's another story for a different time. But if you're ever going to La Belle Province, if you're ever going to Sin City, or I forgot the other nicknames for Montreal, uh, don't wear the shirt or jersey of the Toronto Maple Leafs when you're there, because you will quickly learn every French swear word that there is, and every insult that there is in that language. But I gotta give the souvenir shop guy I talked to props, because he said, well, if you were Boston, the Bruins, you'd be shot by now. But hey, I love me some Patrick Waugh, best goalie of all time in my book. But we start off this show with Triple H. It's time to play the game, and kind of a really bad full circle moment here nate don't take a shot for this one pour it out instead that some 20 years later we get triple h leaving his boots in the middle of the ring signifying the end of his in-ring career due to the uh was it some kind of viral pneumonia that led to a heart problem that he had i mean 
watch that bit with Stephen A. Smith, but holy crap, does it get real raw, real emotional real fast. Uh, he was really, really close to actually dying from this particular thing. But back in 02, Triple H was uh, fresh off of losing his undisputed title to Hulk Hogan, of all people, at Backsplash. And now he's in a real bitter blood feud with Chris Jericho, the man that he beat for that undisputed title at WrestleMania X8 in, in Toronto. Triple H starts off this show cutting a promo, and in an unfortunate full-circle moment, uh, Nate, don't take a shot, pour one out instead. 20 years after this very promo, not quite to the day, maybe minus a month, we saw Triple H leaving his boots in the middle of the ring, signifying the end of his in-ring career, as he talked about on uh, Stephen A. Smith's podcast and it was uh it got real raw real quick you know triple h had the viral pneumonia and he had the heart problem that almost killed him but go back 20 years here and hunter is in the middle of a blood feud with chris jericho following his uh, loss to hulk hogan of all people at backlash for the undisputed title Chris Jericho has been, uh, on his case, has been a thorn in his ass, actually ever since WrestleMania X8 in Toronto. And Triple H says that, uh, you know, I'm not waiting until Sunday to get my hands on Chris Jericho, we got the Hell in the Cell match, blah blah blah. He targets Vince McMahon here, saying that, Vince, you don't get it. You think you can send six guys here to kick my ass... And you think I'd just go away? The reality is, here I am. You knock me down, and I'll get back up again. And Triple H must have been pissing the night away. And if you actually get that reference, I will buy you a Fretzelmania sticker. Maybe. <laughs> Don't Google it, kids. And since you've been, never been taken to hell, Chris Jericho, I'm going to give you a sneak preview right here in purgatory that holy crap triple h that was uh kind of bad but of all people to interrupt this promo is edge he says yeah to all this but last week you hit all of us with a sledgehammer and i was one of them you know triple h of course kind of went berserk and hammered everybody in sight and beat up everybody that he could get his hands on, baby face or heel. He's like, I didn't enjoy getting hit by a sledgehammer. And I thought that you were supposed to be a good guy, in parentheses. You may take Chris Jericho to hell, and I'll, and I'll definitely shave Kurt Angle's head, but I feel competitive. I want to play the game, I say, just putting down my PS4 controller after playing My Rise and WWE 2K22. And I gotta say, that is a great, great game. I want to play the game. Put in the, uh, the eyes looking sideways emoji. Hmm. 
okay. Triple H is like, let me make one thing perfectly clear. I'm not a good guy, but if you want to fight, I'm right here, Jack. And Edge decks Triple H. But here come the heels. Here come Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho, their respective opponents for Judgment Day. And in this brawl, Kurt Angle cuts off a clump of Edge's hair, giving us seemingly a potential spoiler for Judgment Day 2002. We got a tag team match, playa, later in the show. Backstage, Stacey Keebler shows Vince McMahon her swimsuit for the upcoming SmackDown Swimsuit Contest. Vince McMahon... Um, drools over it, basically. Oh, that's that's hot. That kind of stuff. Uh, Vince is kind of a creep. Speaking of a tag team match, playa, 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 we have Lance Storm and Hardcore Holly versus the Big Val Boski and Randy Orton. Lance Storm, if I could be serious for a minute, getting booed in his own country... That's got to take heat. I mean, I don't know if it's X-Pac heat or if it's go-away heat or if it's Lance Storm is boring heat. And if it's the latter, y'all need an education because, again, T-Bay going in the garbage there, sorry. If I could spill the tea here and if I could be serious for a minute, Lance Storm was one of the best te technical wrestlers that the wrestling world has ever seen. And the Storm Wrestling Academy has given us some absolute bangers to this very day. Valbowski got a big pop and he's from the greater Toronto area. So, you know what? I don't get it. But it is Quebec. I mean, they'll... Flip you the bird if you're driving there with an Ontario plate. Trust me. <laughs> we see a recap of the feud over the past little while from Randy Orton's debut to Orton getting Alabama slammed on the entrance ramp to Val Boski coming to his aid and so, so much more. This is a really quick Tag team match, we see Bob Holly land the best dropkick in the business, and Orton returns the favor with a possibly even better one. We see a high crossbody get denied by Lance Storm, the overdrive slash play of the day, one of the crappiest finishers in the history of wrestling is landed by Randy Orton, something that would eventually become his finisher, but not quite yet. Holly breaks that one up. Lance Storm hits the super kick on Randy Orton, but does a lackadaisical cocky cover. Only gets a two count. Randy Orton reverses into a half Nelson pin for the win. And this feud looks like it might continue. Backstage, Hulk Hogan limps into the arena following his attack on Raw where The Undertaker tied him to a bike and drove him around like a big sack of garbage. Tori Wilson and Maven have a have a bit backstage and uh, Maven wishes her luck. 
and then shoots his shot. You know, hey, uh, Tajiri kind of dumped you last week. Uh, do you want to go uh, go for a drink, get some to eat? Yeah, I like that. It's a date. Tori Wilson and Maven. And Maven has just become literally main event Maven for uh, getting Tori on a date. But then in walks Mr. Buzz Kellington himself, Reverend Devon. Telling Maven that he has uh, impure, sinful, and lustful thoughts for Tori Wilson. Now, I may be a Christian, but in the words of uh, Mr. YLP himself, I am also merely just a man. I am merely just a man. You look at that Jezebel with impure, sinful, lustful intent. Al Snow pops in and is like, hey, is everything cool out here? Yeah. And then Devon kind of saunters away with the deacon in tow. Wishes him good luck in their upcoming match later in the show. But before that, Devon says that he will bring salvation to Maven. And fast forward 20 years later and uh, Maven literally became main event Maven. Participating in the Joy Janela Spring Break Clusterfuck Battle Royal. And that match was a whole big bag of silliness i mean denise salcedo low-blowing sean ross sap was the highlight of that entire show it was it was funny shit it was silly wrestling supposed to be silly right speaking of silly backstage ace reporter gregory helms on behalf of the hurricane is uh, doing a little bit of super sleuthing. He's interviewing people this time. Funaki. And he says, hey, my good friend the Hurricane has been getting evil notes. And you're wearing a shirt that says the word evil on it. The Kaintai shirt, you know, evil indeed. It's like, are you a practicer of evil? What's up with that? Funaki's like, no man what what's wrong with you he turns around and sees a note taped to funaki's back take heed if you win or your pain will surely begin yeah the hurricane has lately been getting some kind of i don't know stalker or i know what you did last summer kind of threats i know what it turns out into being because <laughs> Well, I listened ahead to my good brother Kyle from the Apron Bump podcast. Shout out, Kyle. I'm going to have you on here again very soon. About who it actually was, because Kyle's a little bit ahead of me in the Ruthless timeline. He just did uh, King of the Ring 02 over the past couple of weeks. And it's an interesting way to debut somebody. Next up, we have Reverend Devon versus Main Event Maven. Devon is, of course, accompanied by his muscle, Deacon Batista. Devon is out there, possibly slightly misquoting scripture once again, talking about a sheep amongst the wolves. And before I preach, Batista will collect for the 
building fund. And having a jacked up, muscle bound, intimidating person coercing and pressuring people into donating to your church, I can definitely see how mega church pastors got their funding. But Maven interrupts this uh, time of blessing. Devon misses a middle rope elbow. Maven goes for a roll-up, but only gets two count. And amongst this referee distraction caused by the Deacon himself, Devon lands a low blow and the saving grace reverse DDT suplex type move to win this match. And afterwards, Batista smashes the collection box on Al Snow. The very same collection box that dented Triple H's head last week. Backstage, Stacy Keebler is getting ready for the swimsuit competition when she is surprised by a, a small person named E-Man. No, not Wee-Man, the man that body slammed Sami Zayn at WrestleMania 38 in the most historic body slam ever. I'm looking at you, Hogan and Andre. Ever. But the little guy is there to plug this Panasonic E-Quarter digital camera thing. It made no sense. I couldn't find who E-Man was because it would take me to a comic named E-Man. Some kind of cosmic guy. We, we then see one of the WWE's Get the F Out ads as it's uh, letting fans know that we're not called the WWF anymore. And this is the one where the lady is trimming her bush, <clears throat> phrasing, the shrub in her front yard. Get your mind out of the gutters right now. I'm looking specifically at you, John Ritland and Matt Ritter. She trims this shrub to make the WWF logo, cuts the F off, lights it on fire so it looks like the WWE Attitude-esque logo without the F. And next up here is the swimsuit competition with Tori Wilson and Stacy Keebler continuing their quasi-feud. But before the festivities could get underway, Buzz Killington himself, and no, I do not mean the Reverend, Yoshihiro Tajiri escorts Tori out of here, so Stacy kind of wins by default, and teases taking off her jacket. But then Trish Stratus comes out with her coat on, and she's saying that, oh yeah, uh, I forgot my bikini, so here's my underwear instead. So she is out there in her lingerie, gets all the cat calls and the hoot hoots and the and all that kind of stuff. And then the smack of the night is brought to you by Clearasil. Smack the zits off your face with Clearasil. And we then see 
a highlight from Monday Night Raw from this past week that I forgot to cover at the top of this episode, and it's too late to go back now. Jazz and Trish Stratus have a women's championship match on Raw that Trish wins, regaining the title that she lost to Jazz some months ago. Backstage, Vince McMahon and his spiritual advisor, Reverend Devon, are talking about how impressive the Deacon Batista is. Just look at him. Stacy comes in, throwing a strop, having a big old wine, crying about Trish Stratus spoiling her fun. She wants a match with Trish for the women's title, and she wants it now. Vince McMahon approves her request and books the show for Judgment Day. And he then encourages Stacy to employ the services of Reverend Devon to provide protection. Devon with the most underrated line of the night here that had me howling. You want a pastor to buy condoms? No, Devon. Protection. With Trish comes your sniveling idiot half-brother Bubba Ray Dudley. So yes, we're going to need protection for Stacy. Wink, wink. And in the middle of this speech here, right before they finish up, we hear the, You look so good to me. Ah, underrated theme, by the way. Underrated theme. Uh, terrible singing by me because I'm trying to keep quiet. It's 11.14 p.m. on a Tuesday night, and I decided to record it instead of going to bed. Rico versus Rikishi is up next here, and this match is like any other match that involve Billy and Chuck versus insert opponent who is going for the tag team titles here. Billy lands a really nice clothesline at ringside. And in the ring, we see Rikishi with a Bimmy to Jimmy suplex. That is a belly to belly for all you non-Double Dragon fans. Rikishi goes for the running butt bump into the corner, but Rico cowardly, I mean valiantly, I mean cowardly, puts the referee in the way. The distraction allows for Billy and Chuck to get involved, but Rikishi super kicks everyone. Rico goes for a wheel kick. Nope. Rikishi ducks that. Tries the sunset flip Rikishi, but gets flattened by a bonsai for the win by Rikishi. Backstage, Vince is trying to snog on Stacy here to have a little bit of private time. Billy and Chuck barge, Billy Chuck and Rico all barge in, have a big old whine about everything, and says, "Okay, Rikishi's getting a chance at the tag team championship, and I am going to choose his partner." Backstage, Mark Lloyd interviews Triple H. The standard, I'm going to beat him one-on-one, etc. Because there's going to be no Kurt Angle, no Vince McMahon, no Undertaker. I'm going to beat Chris Jericho, blah, blah, blah. And before I get into this next match, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. So grab your refreshments, crack open a cold one, and join me for the last half of SmackDown 
from May 2002. Stay tuned, peeps. Welcome back, peeps. Thank you very much for listening so far. Next up, we have Tajiri defending the Cruiserweight Championship against the Hurricane and Billy Kidman. And SmackDown Tonight is brought to you by Hungry Man Dinner, I Wanna Go, The Sum of All Fears, and Taco Bell, whose tagline is also, I Wanna Go, Take a Shit. (laughs) We have Billy Kidman here jumping the gun even before the Hurricane makes his way to the ring here, and the Hurricane tries to play peacekeeper between them and a young John Cena who more than likely worked a dark match that night is taking notes. The Hura Choke Slam is Hura denied. What's up with that? The BK Bomber results in a kick out. A little spot here where the Hurricane is perched on the top rope as if to be superplexed or something. And Billy Kidman does a tornado bulldog while kicking the hurricane off the rope and then landing the shooting star press is not enough to put away Tajiri. And then the Hura chokeslam to Hura Tajiri and Hura new Hura Cruiserweight Champion of the World, Hurricane Helms. That was cringy as shit, and I'm not going to delete that. Twelve Stones is Broken is the soundtrack to Judgment Day, and Michael Cole and Taz go over the entire card, and I'm going to try and recite it from memory, because uh, I watched this event quite some time ago, hoping that I was going to get a recording done for it, but plans changed. We have Edge versus Kurt Angle in a hair versus hair match. We have Rikishi and Mystery Tag Team Partner against Billy and Chuck for the Tag Team Championships. Rob Van Dam versus Eddie Guerrero for the IC title. Trish Stratus versus Stacy Keebler for the women's title. We have Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman against the Hardy Boys. The Hell in a Cell match between Chris Jericho and Triple H. And the main event, The Undertaker challenges Hulk Hogan for the Undisputed Championship. I probably missed at least one or two matches in here, but just wait until my review of Judgment Day next week. Hulk Hogan cuts a promo in the middle of the ring, and he gets a really long standing ovation and pop. From the Montreal faithful, like Toronto, Montreal loves a little bit of nostalgia when it comes to professional wrestling. This is your typical dream comes true speech, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know what? I'm in my own fantasy world because the real world sucks with 911 and all that. Oh, honey. Oh, Terry. Oh, no. Um... Are you confusing 911, the wrestler that choke slammed everybody in ECW with the biggest national tragedy in my lifetime? Are you actually kidding me? Ugh. Okay. He says Hulkamania will live forever. Undertaker, what you gonna do? Blah 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 blah. 
Vince McMahon comes out to the ring here to very loud, you screwed Brett chants. Now in 02, we weren't five years removed from the Montreal screw job. So the wound was still a little fresh. You're still doing it in 2022. Then eat shit. Vince says that uh, reality, reality doesn't suck, Hogan. You do. And I must say that I enjoyed Raw when you got dragged around like a bag of roadkill. You were an icon. But no more. No, What I see is an empty shell of, once you, of what you once were. And this next line, Hulkamania is cancer. Holy shit, Snacks Vince. And in the middle of this speech, for some reason, the Montreal crowd is singing na-na-na-na, hey, 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 goodbye. Maybe because they want this speech to end. Maybe because they want Vince McMahon to go away. And he then says, Vince McMahon with a really great line here saying that, I, Dr. Frankenstein, created Hulkamania and I can destroy it. And the red and yellow in your colors, the red, you know, resembles the blood that the Undertaker is going to make flow from you at Judgment Day. And the yellow is that yellow streak all the way down your back. Then he slaps Hulk Hogan in the face. Punch, pose, leg drop by the Hulkster. This is some serious long-term booking because... We would come back around on this feud at WrestleMania 19. You know, Hulk Hogan goes away for a little while, not long after this. I think it's after he takes a whooping from Brock Lesnar just before SummerSlam. And the main event match here is Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho versus Triple H and Edge. Kurt Angle comes out to the ring here with a clump of Edge's hair that he is just carrying around like a trophy. Much like, I think it was Jim Cornette that kept a clump of Shawn Michaels' hair during a scuffle that he had with Bret Hart backstage in 1997. This, of course, is your standard tag match with the babyface hope spots, the heels getting the heat, the hot tags and whatnot, and we have Kurt Angle and Triple H rekindling a rivalry that we've seen at SummerSlam 2000, Royal Rumble 2001, and even more with a nice old double-A prime spinebuster by the game. We have an angle slam to Edge, a pedigree to Kurt, and of course, like every tag team matches on TV, playa, 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 it breaks out into a schmoz, and in the ring we have Edge and Kurt Angle. Edge goes for a spear, but eats a chair shot to the face and an angle slam by Kurt Angle, and this ends the show. Now, I am actually going to review the Monday Night Raw that was previous to this, as it also took place in Canada. May 13th, 2002, Monday Night Raw took place in the Air Canada Centre, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, we have the Hardy Boys defeating 
Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman via disqualification in a 2-1-1 handicap match. I, If memory serves me correctly, I think it was like Brock Lesnar was uh, powerbombing the crap out of the Hardy Boys and he wouldn't stop. The referee had a five count or something or a weapon got involved. It sounds like that's what it was. But I have no way of knowing. Thank you very much, ProWrestlingFandom.com. Eddie Guerrero defeated Sean Stasiak in just over a minute. Sean Stasiak went back to Planet Stasiak. Much like Poochie, he died on the way back to his home planet. Molly Holly defeated Terry Runnels in what was probably a really bad match. And if you want a bad match, here we go. Hulk Hogan defeated Ric Flair to retain the Undisputed Championship in a no-DQ match. And this, of course, was before The Undertaker dragged Hulk around like roadkill on his motorcycle. Y'all remember WrestleMania 8? If you're of a certain vintage, or around my age range or older, you'd remember WrestleMania 8. On paper, it was going to be a slightly different show than than what we got. Allegedly, according to the rumor and innuendo, we are going to have Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair for the WWE title. Why not book it 10 years later instead? Bubba Ray Dudley and Trish Stratus defeated Stevie Richards and Jazz to win the Hardcore Championship and the Women's Championship, respectively, in a double title tag team match. So that's how Trish won the title here. Very interesting stuff. The NWO, or should I say the shattered remains of the NWO, represented by The Big Show and X-Pac, defeated Bradshaw in a 2-on-1 handicap match. And in the main event, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Booker T in a Lumberjack match. And that is going to do it for this week's episode, folks. Before I go, a special announcement here. Uh, This Saturday, I will be reviewing Judgment Day 2002 for next week's podcast. I'm going to be recording it with a very special guest. And that is a man whose podcast that I have been listening to and watching for a few years now, and that is Mr. Warren Hayes of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, Uh, a good friend, a fellow Canadian, a great podcaster. Uh, I highly recommend the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, streaming every Thursday night at about 8.30 live on YouTube. So listen to me and Warren, Warren and I, (laughs) talk about this very interesting pay-per-view in a very interesting era in WWE's history. Folks, be sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. Listen to Wrestle Addict Radio, The Cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Follow us at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter, Wrestle Addict Radio on Instagram. We have a Patreon, we have a Spring Store, and also we have a Discord server. Links to all of this, links to all of this 
are in the description below. Listen to our other shows. The Young Lions Perspective every Saturday starting off your weekend right with all the news of the week that is fit to talk about in Mr. YLP slash Stephen A. Smith-esque fashion and the Kings of the Rings podcast, King Ricky Rose, Willie T, and the K. Murphy live streaming every Wednesday night on Twitch and YouTube talking about each week in wrestling from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, and even Impact Wrestling sometimes, and so much more. Be sure to also stick around for the Tip of the Crown post-show and even the pre-show before they start officially recording. Every Wednesday night, come on Twitch and YouTube at about 7.30 and stick around till about... Oh, some nights it goes as, goes as late as 10 or 11 when they just shoot the shit about everything. It's always a fun time. So be sure to follow all of us, Wrestle Attic Radio, The Cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. See you next time, folks. Baseball season is upon us. Let's go, Blue Jays. <laughs>